walk as he walked Those who worship the Lord Worship in spirit and truth Those who say that they know him Must walk as he walked He is the way and the truth And in him is the life If we obey his word Walk in the light, He is the way and the truth, and in Him is the life. If we obey His word, then we walk in the light. If we say that we know Him, but we don't keep his word, then we walk in the darkness, and the truth's not in us. If we walk in the light, we will have fellowship sweet, and the blood of Jesus will cleanse us from sin. He is the way and the truth, and in Him say good morning everyone it's raining again here in belmont maine and uh we uh, we had a a reprieve of one day just enough day and enough sunshine uh and enough uh enough dryness in the air that uh, we were able to uh, most of us get the, the grasses cut here. Where we live in Maine, uh, speaking to those of our international family, uh, one of the things that we do, and it just I know it doesn't make sense maybe where you are, uh, but if people have grass around the house that, that needs to be mowed. It's just it's just the the area in which we live gets quite um, you know get get a lot of grass. We don't. Places in the world, and I don't know where uh, some of the places you live uh, uh, have goats and chickens and cows and things that uh, are uh, just kind of um, 
roaming about and uh, take care of all that grass. Well, here, most of America isn't like that. Now, places I've been and other places of the world, yes, you have goats and cows and chickens and things that take care of those lawns for you, but that isn't quite the way it is here in the United States in most places. There might be some some places in some areas, maybe, but I've traveled all over the United States and, and I have seen, I, I've never seen any actually, and uh, I can think of some places maybe in Kentucky or West Virginia, maybe up in the mountains where maybe they have that situation. Uh, we do have people here sometimes who uh, maybe fence in their lawn and, and maybe have cows or goats or something like that, but uh, but that just isn't the normal. So we have to cut our grass here, and uh, if you don't, it it draws rodents and snakes and things that you try to keep away from your house. So uh, we got that reprieve yesterday, and. Uh, uh, it was quite the day. I had to fix the lawnmower twice yesterday. Uh, no big deal. It's just that's what happens. You have stuff. You got to fix it. So, uh, but anyway, I hope you're doing well today. We're going to pick up. But while the heading says chapter 15, sixteen, we're going to pick up in chapter fifteen uh, because really, chapter the end of chapter fifteen, the beginning of chapter sixteen belong together uh, in in the sequence here. So let me get us into chapter 15 and uh, into the end of that chapter, and we'll get into the book of Acts because that is why we join together. And uh, here we go. Book of Acts chapter 15. Now, remember, Paul and Barnabas had, had been uh, doing their ministry and uh, worked together. Uh, and now we pick up here, and it says this. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let's go back and visit the brothers uh, in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Now, at this point, Paul and Barnabas are probably back in uh in Antioch, because they were sent back to Antioch. That was where the whole debate began, was in Antioch. Uh, and Paul and Barnabas had gone down to Jerusalem. Actually, the text says up to Jerusalem, because once you get there, you have to go up to get into it. That's why it always says up. It isn't It isn't directional like north, south, east, west. Uh, uh, one could be located to the uh, west of uh Jerusalem or to the east of Jerusalem, and you'd still be saying we're going to go up to Jerusalem, and it's because of the hills. That's why it always says that. In case you're wondering, a little tidbit for you there. So they're in Antioch, and it says this. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. So they want to go back. They want to go back and, and to visit, to encourage, to inspire, to assess, to direct, to coach, to uh, any any number of those things in, in that way. Uh, and it says this in verse 37, Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia. Remember, that was on the Greek island, or the, the island of Crete, actually, not Greek, but the, the island of Crete. 
It says, uh, and had not continued with them in the work. It says, they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the brothers uh, to the grace of the Lord. He went through uh, Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Now, I, I'm going to come back to uh, a map just to look and see where those places are. And um, so, so you can have a, a sense of, of where they are. Let me bring that up for you. Let's see. Here we go. My pointer won't point onto this just because the way it is, this particular program is designed. But you can see to the right of the screen those who are looking. If you're watching, uh, if you're listening only uh, on the podcast, sorry, you can't see this. But Jerusalem to the south, uh, and then from there uh, up to Caesarea Maritima. Uh, and then you go from there up up the coast and uh, the east will be the western coast of Israel to the east of the Mediterranean Sea uh, up to Antioch, which is in Syria. Uh, and then it says they went over to uh, Cilicia. And you can see where Cilicia is, where you see Tarsus, which is his home country. And then over to Derby, Iconium, Lystra, and then Antioch uh, of Asia. Again, modern day Turkey, and then and then that map will show you uh, even further where he goes. But but uh, I want to get back into what the text is saying here, uh, and and just highlight this. I mean, they they had a great uh, thought of what they wanted to do. Uh, they wanted to go back. They wanted to uh, visit. Uh, the churches that, that they had established uh, earlier and see how they're doing, bring them encouragement. Uh, and um, they have a disagreement, a disagreement about who they should take, uh, a disagreement about who the, the, the party should be who is going uh, on this trip. John Mark had been with him before. Barnabas uh, gives the benefit of the doubt. And Paul says, no way. We are not having this. Not even for a moment are we going to do this because, you know, John Mark was a scoundrel before, and I don't know that he's reliable. And and that's kind of the tact that Paul takes is, is you know, he left us before. What's to say we won't get started? And, and he'll leave us again. Two completely different approaches to the situation. Uh, I tend to be the one who will give people the benefit of the doubt, uh, uh, often to personal pain, uh, often to um, sometimes, and, and I, I acknowledge this, sometimes to the uh, ill of the organization. Uh, and Paul would have been the type who would go, no. Uh, Paul would have been the type that said, here's the structure, here's the system, here's what it says in the uh, uh, in the policies, this is what it says in, in the uh, human resources manual, uh, and we're going to go by the book. And uh, Paul was very hard-nosed about it. Barnabas, known as the son of encouragement, was an encourager, and, and he continued to 
want to encourage John Mark. He didn't want to just say, no, we're going to cast you to the wolves because you, uh, you deserted us. And so John Mark uh, gets taken along with Barnabas, and, and we see the division of these two. Uh, verse 38, looking at it, saying, uh, Paul did not think it wise to take him because they deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with him in the work. Verse 39, they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. To me, honestly, th- 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 that is a sad statement, but it's a human statement. Uh, I, I hate to see the divisions among God's people. And unfortunately, I will say, sometimes I am a part of the disagreements. And perhaps you would acknowledge sometimes you're part of the disagreements, the sharp disagreements, uh, in, in how things should be handled or you know just what things should look like. And uh, there will be those. It is because of such disagreements. It's because of such human uh, interactions that Paul wrote uh, a major chunk of the New Testament, what became New Testament. Now, remember, remember, they did not have those writings in that day. Paul was writing those things. Sometimes we live like it's just always been this way, like they've always had the Bible. They have not always had the Bible. Uh, they, we, Christians, have not always had the Bible. Uh, so the things that Paul wrote uh, in even as we're reading this in, in Acts, and if we were alive in that day, those things have not been written yet. Um, so what is now part of the Bible included in uh, the, the 66 books that, that we have as the Bible, uh, at least in Reformed uh, Protestantism, uh, have 66 books. Catholic Bible has more. Um and there is some insight to be gained from some of those uh, apocryphal editions, uh, some, uh, yet I, I would not put those particular editions at the same level as the Reformed um, Protestant uh, Bible. The disagreement. You ever been around disagreements? You ever been a part of disagreements? You ever been disagreeable? Uh, and often it's, it's, it's over opinions, uh, opinions often based in our values. Uh, Barnabas valued encouragement. Uh, Barnabas valued helping other people. Uh, Barnabas believed in people. Barnabas was in it for the long game. Uh, I say long game. I mean, for, for the, the long direction, uh, uh faithful obedience in, in a long direction. And uh, Paul was like, no, uh, let's cut our losses and move on. Barnabas and, and, and Paul were, were sharply divided over these things. And, and, and it would be interesting to know what that looked like. I mean, was there ire there? Was there, uh, was there anger there? Was there, uh, were there harsh words spoken? Uh, uh, did you sense the tension in the air? Could you cut it with a knife? Uh, the amount of tension that was there. Don't know. I mean, we can conjecture much, but the scriptures here, at least in this rendering, the NIV 84, says there's such sharp disagreement that they parted company. I mean, they, they, they could not continue together. 
They were clearly on uh, differing sides in their opinion about what to do in the circumstance. So Barnabas took Paul and sailed for Cyprus. Paul chose Silas, left, commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. Now, it's interesting. We do not see that it says that that, uh, Barnabas was commended to the work of the Lord. I think he probably was. Uh, I I think people uh, probably loved both of them, uh, and uh, he may have been committed, but we don't know. I mean, it could be such in the church that the, the, in the church there in Antioch, they they sided with Paul, uh, maybe because Paul was more forceful, uh, maybe Paul was more influential, uh, and influence uh, is leadership. Sometimes that influence can be bad, as much as it can be good. Sometimes the, the leadership style can be uh, harmful, uh, just as much as it can be helpful, uh, but it is influential nonetheless. And the person who wields the most influence is the one who uh, gets their way. And uh, uh, to be one who has influence but to remain godly in the circumstance is is what we should long for uh, as followers of Christ. They had such sharp, sharp disagreement. They parted company. We've already read this. I know Barnabas took Mark, sailed for Cyprus. So we see multiplication beginning to happen here. Uh, it says, Paul chose Silas and left, committed by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia. Now, here's the thing. God can take, and God does take, sometimes division. In fact, oftentimes, God will take division and lead to multiplication. Now, I hate to see church splits that end up in church plants. Uh, I, I don't think that's the, the most healthy way that things can happen. However. Oftentimes, God will take our human failure in our relationships and do something with it. And oftentimes, he will multiply uh, kingdom efforts as a result. I, I think of one situation. I'm going back back to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm thinking of a church situation. There was a split uh, of a particular church, and, and I won't name that church. But within that church, there was a schism. The pastor left, and he took people with him, uh, and they started a new church. I will name the new church, though, and you'd have to go back and, and see the the uh, see the history there. You're not going to find it probably very easily, um, but that church split led to the planting of a new church, uh, and that church today, some probably 30 years later, is now a church of about 18,000 people. Here in the United States, I guess I'm not going to name the church. Uh, and the and and the original church, it's back up to the size, and uh, it's it's a solid church. Um, and it was a church of maybe 800 people or so. Uh, God worked through that. God worked through division to bring multiplication. In this case, it was missionary multiplication because Paul. Uh, they would go on up through what is now modern-day Turkey. And uh, Barnabas and uh, Mark would go a different direction uh, and carry the message to a new new place. Picking up in verse 1 of chapter 16, it says, He came to Derby. this is Paul, then to Lystra, 
where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was a Jewish, Jewish, uh, and a believer, but whose father was Greek. The brothers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of Timothy. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in the area, for they all know that his father was a Greek. As they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the churches were strengthened in the faith. And notice what it says. I guess I need to put this on the screen. It says, they grew daily in numbers. Now, this this surfaces a question. The question that gets surfaced is, um, why did Paul have Timothy circumcised? I mean, the letter they were carrying, the decision they were carrying, uh, reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem, was that uh, the Gentiles did not need to be circumcised for uh, access to the kingdom of God, for access to their salvation. Remember, there were some teaching that in order to be saved, uh, the Gentiles needed to be circumcised. And Paul and Barnabas went back to Jerusalem so the Jerusalem council could could dialogue about just what needed to happen there. And the conclusion was no, it was not necessary for, for new believers who are Gentiles to be circumcised. But then why does Paul have Timothy circumcised? Well, there is, there's a, a, a hint, uh, a clue here in verse 1. It says his mother was a Jewess. She was a believer. Now, she was a believer. Uh, his father was a Greek. They were going to be ministering to and among um, Jewish people. Uh, who were not yet believers. And any who knew of Timothy uh, and maybe would even ask about his heritage, are you Jewish? He would say yes. Uh, and they may even go as far as to ask, then you're circumcised. Now, I mean, that that seems uncomfortable for us in our day to go around and ask people, are you uncircumcised? Um, but in their day, in their culture, uh, that that was something that males did as an absolute outward sign of the fact that they are Jewish. So because Paul was taking Timothy, who was in fact in heritage, uh, it, at least partially in, in race uh, and probably in upbringing, Jewish, uh, he needed to have this outward sign so as not to be a stumbling block for the message that would be proclaimed among the Jews in the places that he and Paul would be going. Does that make sense? That That is why uh, Timothy had to be circumcised, at least in Paul's estimation. Uh, and uh, I, I'll bring a, a little bit more insight into this. Let me, let me go over to my other screen where I have some notes. Um, three points here. Uh, and the difference between Timothy and Titus uh, as an example. Uh, Titus was pure Greek. We read that in Galatians 
chapter 2, verse 3. Timothy was born of the Greek father, Jewish mother. We just read that. Um, according to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, Timothy had been taught the Old Testament scriptures. In other words, his Jewish mother brought him up as a Jew. His Greek father had not allowed the circumcision. For Titus, the pressure was to become Jewish, and he wasn't Jewish. Timothy was already Jewish. Uh, and it didn't have the same implication to, to circumcise someone who was Jewish who was not circumcised yet as it would to take someone who was a Gentile and have them circumcised. Uh, Paul resisted the false brothers in Galatians chapter 2 who were saying everybody has to be circumcised. That was not true. Uh, the pressure there in Galatians chapter 2 was for professing believers uh, to force another believer to perform the work of the law in order to be accepted by God's people or by God himself. Uh, now, it wasn't the Christians who were likely pushing for Timothy's circumcision, but rather it says it was because of the Jews that were in those places. We read that in verse 3. That is why uh, they had him circumcised. In fact, the Jews is used over 80, 85 times in the book of Acts and almost always refers to unbelievers. Uh, so so th those are just some thoughts on why, um, on why Paul had Timothy circumcised. Now, the, the big takeaway from this that I want us to go out with is, is the realization, the reality that uh, God often will use divisions to lead to multiplication. God's math is not our math. I mean, the fact that he, he you know, he didn't just shut it down. He allowed it. And he used it uh, to expand the kingdom of God. And we'll get more into, into the expansion tomorrow uh, when we pick up in verse 6. But, but God's math is not our math. It's just like Jesus, the fishes in the loaves. Uh, a few small fish, was it five loaves and two fishes? Two loaves and five fishes? Now, I'm confused. I don't remember which that was, but I have to go back and look. But but the fact is, Jesus, the math that Jesus had is different. The math that God uses is different than our math. God is able to multiply something out of very little. And the fishes and the loaves, we see Jesus feeding multitudes of people with very, very, very little. His math is not our math. In fact, at the end, we know that they took up 12 baskets full uh, of leftovers. They started with less than they ended with, and they fed everybody, and every, it says everyone was satisfied. Now, I don't know about you. To be satisfied isn't just like I got to have a taste of something. Like here, just you get a little pinch of fish, a little pinch of bread. That's all you get. No, I mean, it says they were satisfied and to eat until you're satiated. Uh, and they had that left over. God is able to multiply things and God will multiply things. And and uh, he wants to use you and I as, as a part of that multiplication formula. Well, friends, I'm going to stop there. And we will pray. I will get you into your day. We'll remember to pray for our brother, uh, Santhus, uh, now, do you go by Paul? Because there are different ways of saying people's names uh, in 
places of the world, sometimes they'll record their last name first, uh, but they go by Paul. So uh, do you go by Santhus or do you go by Paul? Uh, my name is James Culbertson. I go by Jim or James. Uh, that can be confusing to people in other places of the world. Um, I just want to certainly pray for our dear brother. Uh, and the orphan children there. Lord, where there is division, would you bring uh, multiplication? Uh, where there's the need of restoration, would you restore people? As we know, eventually you restored uh, Paul and John Mark. Back at the end of Paul's ministry, he would ask for John Mark. Uh, Father, it's, uh, it's our prayer. Uh, that you would use division, that you would multiply the kingdom. Help us to live in according to your math formulas and not our own. Lord, we do pray for our brother uh, and the orphan children there. Would you do things like you did with the fishes and the loaves and provide for our brothers and sisters there? Provide for the children there. That is our prayer. Lord Jesus, you have the ability to turn stones to bread. Uh, Lord Jesus, you have the ability to um, take a little and make it a lot. Would you please do that for our brothers and sisters in places of need around the world there, South Sudan, Malawi, uh, Malawi uh, other places, Lord, where they suffer. We lift them to you. Would you please meet their needs? And Lord, for the rest of us today, would you help us to walk with Jesus and to live in the delight of God, and to multiply the kingdom for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, that's a wrap for today. I'll let you go. I will see you again tomorrow.